This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and finally, I'm sitting back at the table with Aaron post-holidays. Aaron, how's it going, man? Man, John, I am so excited to be back in the studio with you. Yes. I missed those, what, four episodes? Yeah, yeah, I think three or four for three sure, four. yeah. Man, but I appreciate you, you know, taking You're that solo. Not a problem. Knocking not those problem. out of the park. Those were some great episodes, man. Very, but, very good stuff, yeah. yes. But yeah, man, I was had holiday stuff going on, and then... Uh, my family came down with COVID. I right. got COVID, then my wife, and man, it, it was struggle bus for a yeah, minute, yeah. but I'm back. You're exci- back. Back, excited to get going. Better than ever, and yeah, like like you said, like I, I, I drudged along without you. I found out how difficult it is to sit there and just talk constantly without a place to stop. Right. Like, uh, like you, you, chiming in at all helps me, you know, take a sip of water or whatever I got to do, but that's okay. Hey, and we were just talking, like, uh, we haven't missed any episodes. Mm-hmm. This episode we're recording right now is episode 52, which yeah. means we are at one year of podcasting, one year of not missing a single week of episodes. Man, I am so proud of that because I don't know if you remember when we started. Yeah. I think most people don't get to maybe like yeah. eight to 16 episodes yeah. before they quit <laughs> Yes, because they burn out or something. So, yes. man, 52. 52. And I, I, I definitely had a moment in the early recordings where I was like, man, I'm, I'm running out of topics quick. And, you know, we've got all these plans of having guests and stuff in the future, and we're definitely going to be doing that. But, like, it's been interesting coming up with – it's really helped me, actually, um, because, you know, we started off this podcast with talking about the big things, the, like, here's what you got to do to become a pro wrestler. And I'm very passionate about those and, you know, talking about my day as a, in, in WWE tryouts and all kinds of stuff like that. Those are great episodes you know, but once you get past all those, I'm like, well, what other meat is on the bones? And I look back through the listing of our episodes, and I'm very proud yeah. of the really cool information and some of the deep dives, some of the off-kilter kind of topics that I don't think any other pro wrestling podcast is talking about. Like, what other podcast is talking about, like, these gym-specific movements and whether or not a pro wrestler should deadlift or back squat and... I love that, man. I, I still think that we are the only, at least to my knowledge, yeah. we are the only pro wrestling podcast that is specifically dedicated to the educational purposes of a pro wrestler. Like, we're not just here for entertainment. I hope we're entertaining as well, but we're here to drop some knowledge. Yeah. So, yeah. Man. Yeah, you know, 52, and what keeps me going when we're doing yeah. these suits, every uh, indie show that I get to, usually there'll be guys like, oh, I'm listening to the episode. Yes. I love it, you know, and I got this from it. And that keeps us going. So thanks for listening, guys. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for keeping us going. I hope that we're keeping you going, following your dreams. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So let's dive right in because I think we've got a really, really pertinent topic this week. we got something that's on the, the forefront of most pro wrestlers' minds right now, especially indie wrestlers So and people trying to become pro wrestlers, which is what we're all about. So today, we are going to talk about the WWE NIL program. I'm going to explain it for you, and I'm going to hopefully let you know what it means for you. So here we go, guys. In early December, the WWE signed 15 college athletes, including some with crazy social media followings to what they're calling the NIL program or NIL contracts. And NIL stands for Name, Image, and Likeness. The NCAA recently passed into effect new rules allowing college athletes to monetize their name, their image, and their likeness. And until this announcement, 
Businesses were not allowed to approach a college athlete to endorse products, companies, etc. WWE immediately capitalized, even when as far as they do, to rebrand NIL for their own purposes, dubbing it their next in line program. So WWE is looking to use these new rules from the NCAA to pipeline developmental talent into their roster. But what does this mean for you, the independent pro wrestler? All right, guys, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, okay? If you're loving the podcast, 52 weeks of this podcast and 52 more and infinite and beyond, then please just go on over to Instagram and Facebook at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you like about the podcast, what you'd like to hear from us in the future. All right, guys. So I don't need to explain the WWE to anyone listening to this podcast, right? I, I Surely not. WWE is the global leader in professional wrestling Period. I mean, until recently, they were the only place considered to be the absolute top of the food chain. And all they do, they still, although they are still very much at the top, there are new options out there with places like specifically AEW continuing to grow. And that's great. We love competition. We love more places. More places pro wrestlers can earn a paycheck I'm happy with. Earn a living as a pro. That's great. But with this new NIL program, what should aspiring indie pro wrestlers be doing to get into the WWE specifically? Because NIL is for WWE right now, so that's what we're focusing on. Should everyone put wrestling on pause and become a college athlete? I mean, hey, you know, it might not hurt. But that's probably not an option for a lot of people right off the bat, okay? I want to give you some more realistic options. So it is no secret that the WWE puts the actual ability to wrestle in the ring at the bottom of their list for new recruits. That is at the bottom of what they're looking for in new wrestlers. I just I don't want to hide that at all, okay? Aaron and I have a detailed episode in the archives where we break down the entire recruitment process of the WWE. And if you've listened to that episode, you remember what we pointed out was missing from that list, and that is being an independent pro wrestler. That is not on the list at all, guys. They talk about all kinds of things, and you can go back and listen to that episode to find out specifically each one. We're going to hit a couple of them today, but what's not on their list of, hey, here's what we want to see from new people being a pro wrestler, all right? Keep that in mind, okay? Yeah, and that's, that's hard to say. I it think. is. It, you know, it just yes. sounds wrong, but, it it sounds is, but wrong. it's the truth. But it is the truth, okay? And that does not mean that you're not doing the right thing by being a yep. pro wrestler. It does not mean that, that you need to put your in-ring career as it is right now on the back burner, but it does mean that you need to maybe prioritize a few other things, and that's what we're here for you today. So WWE does not hide the fact that it wants athletes with major followings and major personalities more than it wants just wrestlers. I know that's discouraging to many young pro wrestlers trying to break into the, the, the more financially stable side of the business, but it doesn't have to be, okay? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be. The NIL program grants these college athletes access to the WWE Performance Center and their coaches, but it doesn't include an actual contract. I was reading a little bit about it, so they're not actually getting a, a WWE contract as a talent. Um, it very likely could lead to such a contract, without a doubt, especially if the training is successful, if the personalities are a match and all that stuff. Of course it will. But they're, they're not signed to actual WWE contracts yet. Um, but... Uh, you know, initially, this is WWE's way of approaching talented collegiate athletes immediately without waiting for their college careers to end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or waiting for them to move on from college to, to a professional sport and then leave that professional sport. They can immediately approach them right now, 
in college and you know this is going to be super beneficial to college athletes if they're interested in being yeah. a pro wrestler i mean it's perfect for them then but um, um all right guys before we move on real quick i want you to subscribe to this podcast please 52 weeks so far every single episode free available on all major subscription services please give this podcast a subscription give this podcast a review and share your favorite episode all right the concept of recruiting high-level pro athletes is not new to the WWE, guys. This has been going on for a long time. Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, Ken Shamrock, all these guys. Kurt Angle, come on. So many guys. There's there's tons to be named from The Rock to Farouk and, and, and so on and so forth, okay? Dr. Death, you get the idea, right? I could go back as far as that even, even further. So the, this NIL program has just granted them access to the talent at an earlier stage. And if you're a college athlete, this is fantastic. Gives you new opportunities beyond sports specific. And if you happen to be a wrestling fan, like I said, this is phenomenal for you. So what I'm here to talk to you guys about today, though, is what does it mean to the little guy, right? What does it mean to the the me's of the world that just started not as college athletes, but as pro wrestling lovers who wanted to become pro wrestlers themselves and started in VFWs and high school gyms and, and, you know, like, what does it mean for me to get to the WWE? You know, the indie wrestler who, who sits there and dreams of being in the main event at WrestleMania. That's me, right? That's, that's what, I, that's what I, you want to do when you first start thinking about being a pro wrestler. So what does it mean to you? So it's simple here, guys, but it is not easy. Um, NIL isn't going to help you if you aren't a college athlete. I mean, unfortunately, that's just the truth, okay? So that means you need to help yourself. And there are some ways, I'm going to talk about three specifically, that you can do that. And I really want to harp on this first one. I've already discussed this with Aaron. We're going to come back in the future, and we're going to do a really detailed episode on this next topic. But I want to hit it right now while it's in my mind as I'm kind of formulating a full-blown episode on it. Number one today, guys, social media. All right? Your social media influence. It is not a coincidence that the 15 athletes WWE recruited have massive social media following. Some of them have north of a million followers on TikTok. It's insane, guys. And it is not a coincidence that these 15 athletes are all in similar categories of social media followings. This stuff matters to people more than you probably realize. It is time to grow your social media following in the right way, by the way. So we're going to hopefully help you gear towards the right direction. But it is time to grow your social media following. I want you to start, because I want to give you some stuff. Like I said, we're going to do an episode in the future, but I want to give you some tips today. You're here today, and I want to give you, I want to reward you for being here today. So I want you to start by auditing your accounts, okay? And what I mean by auditing your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, TikTok, etc., um, really take into consideration what you will and what you have posted. Is it serving your purpose in any way? Does it allow people to understand your intentions clearly? Social media, guys is your business card, right? We're not Mm. talking about paper business cards anymore. Your social media is your business card. WWE is not watching the 20-minute match that you send them. They may not even now watch the three-minute promo you send them. You know, that that hurts me because we've done episodes in the past talking about that. And that's, you know, still more likely they're going to see that. But I guarantee you, just like, Pretty much any employer right now, they will absolutely explore your social media and make an assessment within probably the first 30 seconds or less based mm-hmm. on the first three posts they roll by. You know, is that assessment going to serve you? 
is your account muddled with information not relevant to your goal? Okay. I'm passionate that you need your personality to be visible on your account. So I'm not saying that you need to sterilize your account to where it's just 100% pro wrestling. Yeah. Not at all. I do believe that your personality has to be visible. I want to see that you love your family. I want to see that you love animals. Absolutely. I really want to see that you train hard, that you work hard. Um, I want to see your contribution to your community. What are you doing? Are you helping other people around you? Are you helping other pro wrestlers? Are you helping other people in the gym? Are you helping your family? Are you helping, you know, the the local shelter? I don't know. You know, are you are you contributing to your community outside of wrestling? Um, I want to see your personality interacting with people around you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to see the real you. And so you're, you know, you might ask me right now, like, well, if I'm a heel in the ring, I'm a wrestler, I'm a heel, I'm a bad guy, and now you're telling me that I need to be on my social media, you know. Um, hugging babies and, and petting puppies and stuff. Well, guys, when you go to WWE, and remember, that's what we're talking about specifically. Today, we're talking about the WWE. There's a really good chance that whatever you're doing in the independent wrestling right now, even if it's working, is not what they're going to have you do or at least yes. start with when you get there. They are way more interested in your actual social media following, your your personal, your real human mm-hmm. personality and your contributions to society than they are in what you're doing at the VFW this weekend. All right? And and I'm trying to be blunt for you because I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I don't want to hide anything from you here. Absolutely. Guys, this, this is just how it is. All right? You can think about that. You can go back as far as Mick Foley starting with Cactus Jack, getting super famous and popular as Cactus Jack all over the world in WCW, comes to the WWE, immediately rebranded as Mankind. That's just a small example, or maybe that's a huge example, whatever, however you want to look at it, you know, because he was already a very famous star at that point. But that's just another example that they don't care quite as much about what you're doing right now. You may eventually get to show that off, but they might not care. I mean, Aaron and I, before we started recording, we're talking about um, uh, Karrion Cross, who was super popular in NXT, super popular before NXT, and super popular in NXT, had something going for him that seemed to just work. He had a wonderful entrance with, uh, with his manager, Scarlett, and awesome music. He looked very intimidating. He came to WWE Raw, and they changed everything about him. They changed the way he looked. They changed uh, his his appearance. They, they, they didn't give him his manager. They didn't bring her along with him. And weeks later, he's gone. He's completely gone. So... I am not gonna I don't want to dive into the rights and wrongs of all that, but yeah. I do want you to know that just because you're doing something that's working right now doesn't mean no matter how passionate you are about it, when you get to WWE, they're probably not gonna let you do it anymore, at least not at first. So yeah. keep that in mind that on social media, your personality with your community is more important than what you're doing in the ring right now. Well, like you're saying, yeah. if you if you are getting your community involved, your friends involved and you're getting a lot of followers like those people that yes. they recently signed on uh, NIL. Yes. To me, you know, WWE is a business. Right. So if you have a million yeah. followers and all of a sudden now you're trying out for the WWE, you yes. make one post, WWE just hit a million people. It's marketing for them. Without a doubt. So it, it, it does matter. It Absolutely, you have to be able to build that social media in a way. And again, they're... They're going to do whatever they want once you get in there, yes. right? Yes. Maybe they'll use your character. Maybe they won't. Maybe not. Yeah. But you need to be ready. And being able to market you to more people, I think, is what they really care about. 100%. Being, being 
you know, culturally diverse as far as like mm -hmm. personalities go with who you can interact with, um, being, be, having global appeal. I mean, yeah. all these things were on the list that we talked about in that previous episode. I legitimately think that this is the most important thing you're going to hear from us today about social media. Okay, this topic right here. This is the most important thing we're hitting today. And I'm, I'm wrapping it up right now. But like I said, we're going to come back with a much more detailed episode on this topic specifically and some ways that you can improve yours in detail, okay? So do not underestimate your social media presence. All right, guys, so let's move on because we're talking about college athletes, right? They didn't hire, you know, college, you know, potential Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize, you know, candidates or whatnot. Right. They, they hired college athletes. So athleticism is huge. And what is the difference between athleticism and just working out? So athleticism comes from actual athletic ability and potential, okay? Performance ability, strength and speed that is only developed through sports-specific training. And I'm not talking about doing sports. I'm talking about training for sports-specific activities, including things like pro wrestling. So because in this day and age, I mean, just being jacked to the gills, it's it's kind of gone. It might get you looked at, mm -hmm. but there are not a lot of pro wrestlers in the WWE right now that are just crazy bodybuilders. Yeah. Like, there's not that that kind of that era of just the jacked bodybuilder is gone. All right, it helps, it helps for yeah. sure, but it is not the be all end all. You've got to be able to move. So, have you trained for this? I mean, Aaron and I have a specific program coming very soon. So keep your eyes on the outlook for that, guys. That, that's going to help you with this, I promise you. In the meantime, we've also got episodes in the past where we talk about conditioning for pro wrestlers and body control movements for pro wrestlers mm -hmm. that you can listen to at this very podcast. But, guys, it really just means being explosive. And you know if you're being explosive or not when you're training, all right? You should be moving. You should be sprinting. You should be jumping. You should be using compound movements like the split squats, like the deadlifts, kettlebell swings on the regular. Guys, these are things that you have to be doing. You're not just there to get a bicep pump and go home for the day. Suck down your whey protein and 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 pump up your, your buys and tries and say, oh, it's upper body business, brother, and leave. It's not just that, guys. You have to be able to move like a dynamic athlete now. Impressive they're, they're not hiring, and we talked about this in that last episode, but they're not hiring just the average gym bro. They're hiring world-class athletes. Yep. That's what they want. World-class athleticism. And I'm not making that up, okay? It's on their website. Go to WWE's website right now, click on recruitment, and look at the, the bullet points. One of them, world-class athleticism. Not just big bicep, big tricep. All right, just keep that in mind. All right, so we talked about their social media. We talked about athleticism, and now I want to talk about personality, and I'm, it's going to kind of circle back around to social media. That's yeah. how important this is to me today. Okay, so really work on developing visible personality that shines through your social media, okay, because that's going to be the easiest way for anybody outside of your immediate circle to see you is going to be your social media because it's out there for the public. So be optimistic. Truly, character oh, sorry. Truly charismatic people will appear strong and confident even when they are not, right? So being a pessimist and being down constantly and, and coming up with a problem for every solution, that's not who you want to be. Guys, you need to be optimistic. You need to be strong and confident. And, and that charisma is going to shine through, putting that stuff forward, putting the best foot forward, even when you're not really feeling that way. You're still trying to help. You know, you're being hopeful. You're being helpful and optimistic you know, to make yourself more appealing to a global audience you know, across multiple yeah. cultures. That's what they want. 
Never forget, WWE is a global phenomenon. They are not just based in any small area of the United States. They are worldwide, without a doubt. They have multi-billion dollar shows in Saudi Arabia, it seems mm -hmm. like every year now. Yeah. So keep that in mind, guys. You are trying to appeal valuable to a global community. I think this relates, John, yeah. but you know, Joe, Ro Joe Rogan yes. has the most popular podcast right. out there getting paid a ton yeah, of money yeah, to be able sure. to host it. But what I love about Joe Rogan is he talks to everyone. He interviews right. everybody. I mean, he has his networking has to be crazy right. with all the different kinds of people he yeah, knows yeah. in different industries and everything. But I think that's why he gets so many people to tune in because yeah. it's always going to be something a little bit new, something sure. different. And he's, you know, he's just awesome with his personality and everything like that too. But um, anyway, I think that goes to it with the uh, with what you were talking about there with the Absolutely. broad audience. Yes, I totally agree. A global community, you know, they're they're he's appealing to the world as these people should be if they're trying to appeal to the WWE. So, you know, when it comes to your actual wrestling character, because I know a lot of people get really stuck on that. So let's talk about it a little bit. If you're already a pro wrestler or if you're yeah. an upcoming pro wrestler and you have an actual wrestling character, I want you to really think about establishing something that can connect to a broader audience, okay? Don't really pigeonhole yourself to something so narrow and specific that it's only recognizable in Northwest Arkansas. Like, I, I want you to really, really, really think about creating a character that can be seen worldwide and appreciated worldwide, you know, whatever that might be. You know, you've got your, you've got the most obvious choices are people like Hulk Hogan, who's like the ultimate babyface, the ultimate winner and, you know, the, the moral champion mm -hmm. of, of, you know, of say your prayers, eat your vitamins and all that stuff. Like you can, it's, it's very simple and it's super effective. Okay. And it connects him to a global audience. So keep that in mind. I'm not telling you all to go out and be Hulk Hogan, but I am telling you, that you don't need to narrow your character so much that it only gets over, only gets appreciated in the tiny little area that you're in right now. You need something that's more visibly um, um, stable for, for the entire world. Or, or even start nationally and then move world. You might right. just start with something that's going to appeal to the East Coast and the West Coast and then move on from there. So I'm not just talking about wrestling character, though. You know, these college athletes don't have characters, per se, yet, aside from you know, whatever's natural to them. Um, personality also includes learning and being coachable, being receptive to feedback and having a, a diehard work ethic, all right? That's something that comes along with being a college athlete. So um, I don't know if anyone out there listens to Jim Ross's podcast, but Jim Ross, when he was a talent development for the WWE, he talks about all the time how when, he, when it was his responsibility to go up there and sign new talent, he always leaned more heavily towards the guys that had spent time in a locker room, like the mm -hmm. NFL or college sports or whatnot, because he at least knew that those guys could get along in a locker room and that they would have a, a coachable attitude to where they knew how to work with coaches and learn new things, and they knew that they were going to work hard. They were not going to let their their bodies go to waste. They, they were going to work out hard. They were going to have a great work ethic. They were going to train and train and train and, and learn new plays, as mm -hmm. you could quote-unquote say it in WWE. Learning new plays might mean learning a new character, okay? So that's why he said he would always lean towards um, group sports, college sports, NFL, stuff like that, athletes, pro sports athletes. So that's very important, guys. Showing your personality 
even because you're not a college athlete, right? That's why you listen to this episode because you're like, how does NIL, how can I survive with this NIL yeah. program? Okay, you need to be expressing somehow or know when you work with new pro wrestlers or when you work with new coaches that you need to be coachable. You need to be receptive to feedback and you need to have a, a crazy, crazy hard work ethic, all right? So keep that in mind. All these things should be visible on your social media in one way or another. There are ways that you can put this stuff out there and that you can demonstrate this to the world. I want you to have some of these things, at least elements of some of these things on your social media. So, you know, the last thing that I want to hit on in the personality category is your professionalism, okay? You should scream professional on your social media through your training and through your community influence, mm -hmm. all right? I want you to look like a professional, and, and uh, that means the way you dress. And I, you don't have to be out there uh, shoveling gravel in the local park in a three-piece suit. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you need to appear professional. And that, that's just with the way you interact with people. That the, and that will draw more people in. Yeah. The more that people see you interacting on a professional level with others, the more the, the community wants to reach out to you and the people from all across the, the world want to reach out to you. Okay, It's more inviting personality mm -hmm. to see someone that is super receptive and super professional. So keep that in mind. And again, keep in mind that I want you showing this through your social media. Yeah, and I just want to say this yeah. too. You know, when John's talking here about you know social media uh -huh. and kind of doing this community outreach and things, it's not like being fake. Like you have to be true to yourself. Of course, yeah. So, you know, I know John loves dogs. Absolutely. And uh, shelter dogs in particular. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you mentioned the shelter stuff, to me that makes sense for you. Like you're going out, right. like you're taking some dog food, you know, uh, donating yeah. it to the shelter or for helping, sure. you know, that kind of stuff. So be true to yourself and who you are, but find those of ways course. that you can be yeah. able to get out there and help. Yeah, you don't have to fake it, guys. There's something out there, hopefully, if you're a good person, there's something out there you, that you can do. Yeah. Like there, there is something. You don't have to... if. If you're, if you're like, I don't like animals and I don't want to be around dogs, please don't go volunteer at the Humane Society because you're not going to like it. And everything that you do is going to be about as fake as it could possibly be and no one's going to believe it. So find something out there that works for you. Maybe helping, you know, it could be helping the homeless. It could be um, doing, it could be helping at the local, you know, cemetery, tending to the grounds and all that kind of stuff. Building trails for your community. Like there's all kinds of stuff out there that you can help with guys that, that is it can show you on social media. There's a there's a there is a program here in town called uh, Walk a Mile in Her Shoes. Like mm -hmm. I've I've always since I moved to Tahlequah, uh, moved to this town about 13 years ago. Um, I've always heard about it, and uh, um, I know that that Brad, who is the owner of the uh, one of the local rings here. Um, and a company here, he uh, he always volunteers for that. He's been volunteering yeah. for that for as long as I've known him, and he was recently in our local newspaper for yeah. having like a thirteen-year-long stretch of volunteering, volunteering for the. Yeah, you put on you put on women's shoes and you walk a mile in women's shoes, um, and it, and all the donations go towards like the uh, the the women's health and battered women's clinic and all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. So like find something that and you know what he is a husband and he is a father of two daughters mm -hmm. and it's super important to him. And he loves to do it. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't feel like a chore for him to go out there and do that. Right. So just like, like me helping out at the Humane Society or something, it's not a chore for me to help out in a place that I love. So I just want you guys to go out there and realize that your community outreach and stuff matters to the people looking at you. It's all, I mean, think about it like, like interviewing for a job. Like, I mean, you're, you're putting forth your best effort and, and showing them what you can contribute to their company and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So um, again, guys, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Let's get back on topic here as I wrap these things up. 
the WWE NIL program is disheartening to the old tried-and-true backyard to the main card style of wrestling journey. But like we mentioned earlier, it's not a new concept for WWE to hire these high-level athletes. WWE has not said that they don't want indie wrestlers. They've just made it clear that athleticism and personality are traits they value more because they can teach the wrestling themselves. Yeah. I mean, straight up. So deep down, you know what you're capable of. You just have to be willing to let go of habits and that old mindset that are going to stand in your way. And, it, and it's going to happen, right? You're going to think, but you know, this is how it should be done. This is how I'm going to do it. You might have to let go of that mindset, guys. Definitely. Things are changing. So what? Your goal didn't change, right? Things change around you, but what you want out of life did not change. So readjust. Let's move forward. All yes. right? All right, guys. I hope you learned some great stuff today. I enjoyed this episode very much. I can't wait to hit some more topics like this. Please join our private Facebook group where you can talk about all these episodes and you'll hear firsthand about anything else we have coming in the future. So thank you guys so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.